Jai Jai Sri Chitanya Jai Nichananda Jai Adita Chanda Jaya Gauravakta Hare Krishna So I hope it will work. The connection has been dropping a little, but I hope that we are stable now. So um, what I wanted to do now is speak a little bit general um speak from my uh from some notes that i've made over over time on different topics so the first notes are about the uh about the cc itself Shilabhakti Raksak Sridhar Swami writes in his golden volcano of divine love that the CC is a unique treatise for it has taken theism from the plane of intellectual jugglery to the domain of rasa. Yes, I mean, no longer just uh, analyzing things on the basis of philosophy but going right there to a deep emotional experience mm -hmm. so the Chaitanya Charitamrita is specifically the book of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam are common Vedic literatures uh, that means they are commented on by by so many. Um, but Chaitanya Charitamrita is is the book where we find our identity. Um, we find there our identity as as a movement, as a movement of practitioners, a movement of sadhana, sadhakas. A movement known as the Brahma Malava Gaudiya Vaishnav Sampadaya. And but we also, while we are in the process of bhakti, which is enclosed within this movement, we can realize our potential and find our original eternal identity. So in this way, this movement provides us with identity on two levels. One as practitioners, the Gaudiya Vaishnavas, and the other one as the liberated soul, the Parisat devotee established in this original transcendental relationship with Krishna. Uh, Um, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we find in Adi Lila chapter 7 a description how the Vaishnavas would daily assemble in the Radha Govinda temple and would hear then descriptions about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from the uh, Chaitanya Mangal. So it says the Chaitanya Bhagavad was previously known as Chaitanya Mangal. 
Srila Vindavan das Thakur's Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat was originally entitled Sri Chaitanya Mango. But when Srila Lochan das Thakur later wrote another book named Sri Chaitanya Mango, Srila Vindavan das Thakur changed the name of his own book, which is now therefore known as Sri Chaitanya Bhagavat. The life of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is very elaborately described in the Chaitanya Bhagavat. And Krishnadas Kaviras Goswami has already informed us that in his Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita has described whatever Vindavan Das Thakur had not mentioned. This acceptance of Sri Chaitanya Bhagavan by Krishnadas Kaviras Goswami indicates his acceptance of the disciplic succession. A writer of transcendental literature never tries to surpass the previous Acharyas. Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila, text 33. So, yes, um, and the Chaitanya Bhagavat is, the, um, is a very elaborate description of, uh, of the pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with a lot of uh, uh, emphasis on, on the emotional experience. It is like uh, we see so many manifestations of, of ecstasy and overwhelming symptoms of love of God described. Um, in that way, the Chaitanya Bhagavad is, is, is very, very rich. And, uh, and we can see that Krishna's Kaviras Goswami used the book as, as the foundation for his uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. And as such, it is a book that, um, that we have to read. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur would say that we should read it at least um, at least 100 times. So that was, uh, that's quite something. So if not 100 times, then uh, at least one time, that would be good. Um, so I have... Uh, As I said, this lecture, I'll just follow the uh, notes that I made. Silvindavandas Thakur has written Shichitanya Mango and therein described in all respects the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. He first summarized all the pastimes of the Lord and later described them in vivid detail. The pastimes of Lord Chaitanya are unlimited and unfathomable. Therefore, in describing all those pastimes, the book became voluminous. He saw them so extensive that he later felt that some had not been property, properly described. He especially ecstatically described the pastimes of Lord Nichananda, but the later pastimes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu remained untold. Devotees of Vindavan, we're all very anxious to hear those pastimes. Hmm. So the Chaitanya Charitamrita, of course, includes the uh, later pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, and uh, I've mentioned earlier that uh, Krishna's Kaviras Goswami never, never met Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he had heard from Raghunadas Goswami and Raghunadas had heard from Sarup Damodar Goswami, who had been there, uh, you know, and, and, and who had recorded so many of the, of the pastimes. And 
Raghunath himself was present in Jagannath Puri. So Raghunath brought back information about the final pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and um, Krishna Kaviraj Goswami was staying at Radhakund under the care of Raghunath Das. Some have said that Krishna Das was a disciple of Raghunath Das, but, uh, but Prabhupada writes, writes differently. Later, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll present uh, exactly what Prabhupada wrote in this regards, uh, so that we can, can see the quotes. Um, The influence of the Vrindavan Goswamis in the CC cannot be underestimated for their writings and opinions are marshaled on numerous occasions in both the theological and narrative portion of the text. It is the combined weight of these industrious devotees that infuses Krishna's writing with an authority difficult to dismiss. When Krishna writes, the entire Gaudiya community of Vrindavan is writing. Tony K. Stewart in the Biographical Images of Krishna Chaitanya, PhD thesis, University of Chicago, 85, page 3 and 57. 1. Chapters based on, uh, on, Go on the Goswami's writings. Uh, 1. Lagu Bhagavatamrita from Rupa Goswami, also quoted as the basis for Chaitanya Charita Madhya, Chapter 22, to describe the avatars. To Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu from Rupa Goswami, in the teachings of Sanatan Goswami, C.C. Madhya 22, basis of the chapter. B, in the teachings to Rupa Goswami, C.C. Madhya 19, basis of the chapter. 3. Vidakta Madhava from Rupa Goswami, discussion between Rupa Goswami and Ramana and the presence of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in C.C. Antya chapter 1. Verses quoted with explanations from the Sandarbha. So explanation of SB 11532. In this age of Kali, intelligent persons perform congregational chant to worship the incarnation of Godhead, who constantly sings the name of Krishna. Although this his complexion is not blackish. He's Krishna himself. He's accompanied by his associates, servant, weapons, and confidential companions. Purport. This text is from Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.32. Srila Jiva Goswami has explained this verse in his commentary on the Bhagavatam known as Krama Sandarbha, when he says that Lord Krishna also appears with a golden complexion. The golden Lord Krishna is Lord Chaitanya, who is worshipped by intelligent men in this age. That is confirmed in Srimad Bhagavatam by Gargamuni, who says that although the child was blackish, he also appeared in three other colors, red, white, and yellow. He exhibited his white and red complexions in the Satya and Treta ages, respectively. He did not exhibit the remaining color, yellow-gold, until he appeared as Lord Chaitanya, who is known as Gaurari. Srila Jiva Goswami explains that Krishna Varna means Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Krishna Varna and Krishna Chaitanya are equivalent. The name 
Krishna appears both with both Lord Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. Krishna, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the personality of Godhead, but he always engages in describing Krishna, and enjoys transcendental bliss by chanting and remembering his name and and form. But Krishna himself appears as Lord Chaitanya to preach the highest gospel. Lord Chaitanya always chants the holy name of Krishna, and describes it also. And because he's Krishna himself, whoever meets him will automatically chant the holy name of Krishna and later describe it to others. He injects one with transcendental Krishna consciousness, which merges the chanter in transcendental bliss. In all respects, therefore, he appears before everyone as Krishna, either by personally or by sound. Simply by seeing Lord Chaitanya, one at once remembers Lord Krishna. One may therefore accept him as Vishnu Tattva. In other words, Lord Chaitanya is Lord Krishna himself. So, Sangupangasta Parasadam further indicates that Lord Chaitanya is Lord Krishna. His body is always decorated with ornaments of sandalwood and with sandalwood paste. By a super excellent beauty, it subdues, he subdues all the people of the age. In other descents, the Lord sometimes used weapons to defeat the demoniac. But in this age, the Lord subdues them with his all-attractive features, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Srila Jiva Goswami explains that his beauty is his astra, or weapon, to subdue the demons. Because he is all-attractive, it is to be understood that all the demigods lived with him as his companions. His acts were uncommon and his associates wonderful. When he propagated the Sankhita movement, he attracted many great scholars and acharya, especially in Bengal and Orissa. Lord Chaitanya is always accompanied by his best associates, like Lord Nichananda, Advaita Gadadha, and Srivas. See, it's like just a, a little point is being made by Jiva Goswami that is the Supreme Lord and that the demigods were always living with him. And that's kind of uh, amazing. If you think of it, if you think of it, that's really something far out because um, it's an unseen dimension. You know, um, we look at Lord Chaitanya and we see Lord Chaitanya uh, dancing in ecstasy. We see Lord Chaitanya uh, tears streaming from his eyes, but we don't see that he's accompanied by the demigods. In this way, the pastimes of the Lord have so many dimensions to them. And we are not able to perceive all these dimensions. And it is like just uh, inconceivable. Therefore, Krishna Goswami says that the pastimes of the Lord are unfathomable. He cannot, who can describe them, who can understand them. who can understand the purpose of the Lord? And still, you know, like, just by by reading, we, we get uh, so many insights. And then the Acharyas, they see on deeper levels and can, also, can help us to reveal what is happening. His beauty is his astra, his weapon, is his beauty. Uh, is transcendental, overwhelming beauty. When he propagated the Sankhita movement, he attracted many great scholars and acharya, especially in Bengal and Orissa. 
Lord Chaitanya is always accompanied by his best associates like Lord Nityananda, Advaita, Gadada, and Srivas. Srila Jiva Goswami cites a verse from the Vedic literature which says that there is no necessity of performing second official demonstrations or ceremonial functions. He comments that instead of engaging in such external pompous exhibitions, all people, regardless of caste, color, and creed, can assemble together and chant Hare Krishna to worship Lord Chaitanya. Krishna Varnam Twisa Krishna. 11.532, indicates that prominence should be given to the name of Krishna. Lord Chaitanya taught Krishna consciousness and chanted the name of Krishna. Therefore, to worship Lord Chaitanya, everyone should together chant the Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare. To propagate worship in churches, temples, or mosques is not possible because people have lost interest in that. But anywhere and everywhere, people can chant Hare Krishna. Thus, worshipping Lord Chaitanya, they can perform the highest activities and fulfill the highest religious purpose of satisfying the Supreme Lord. Mm. So, service to Lord Chaitanya uh, means, worship of Lord Chaitanya means to chant Hare Krishna. And all the other worship is difficult now. Um, but to Kirtan and to just in general, chanting the holy name, we can attain everything. In the beginning, we may chant as sadhikas in practice, and there may be some, some struggle. But then we may find that kirtan, for many, is easier because of the the melody and the collective energy and the enthusiasm, we um, we also become enthusiastic. Japa then is something that will develop over time. Um, as we and maybe the first thing is is to relax, to to not be in anxiety. Um, we take we chant a fixed number of rounds. Lord Chaitanya would also count his rounds and chant a fixed number of rounds. Um, so that is something that causes anxiety, that I still have to chant so many rounds and so on. Um, sometimes when we chant, after we've done our 16 rounds, so then it's different because then that anxiety is not there, that... Uh, pressure from having to uh, to perform that is not there. To Sila Sarvabhaumabhatracharya, the famous disciple of Lord Chaitanya, said, "The principle of transcendental devotional service having been lost, Sri Krishna Chaitanya appeared in order." to deliver again the process of devotion. He's so kind that he's distributing love of Krishna. Everyone should be attracted more and more to his lotus feet as humming bees are attracted to a lotus flower. Sisi Adi 352. Okay, in the auspicious introduction to the Bhagavad Sundarva, Srila Jiva Goswami is given the following verses and explanation. I take shelter of Lord Sri Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is outwardly of a fair complexion, 
but is inwardly Krishna himself. In this age of Kali, he displays his expansions, Angas and Upangas, by performing congregational chanting of the holy name of the Lord. Yeah, so this is uh, uh, somehow or other our business uh, to engage in chanting Hare Krishna. The notes continue and uh, I'll move further. The cult of Chaitanya philosophy is richer than any other and is admitted to be living religion of the day with the potency of spreading as Vishwa Dharma. We shall eagerly wait for the happy days of Bhagavad Dharma or Prema Dharma inaugurated by Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from the Bhagavatam intro. So here we have Vishwa Dharma, Bhagavad Dharma and Prema Dharma. Mm. Vishwa Dharma, the, uh, the practice for this particular age is uh, for the whole universe, Vishwa Dharma. Um, not only for, uh, for human beings, but also for the demigods and, and even Anywhere, anywhere, the holy name is not barred. It is not uh, not required to be in this planetary region. One can be in the lower planetary systems, and if somehow or other the holy name reaches there, uh, which potentially it can, then there one can also be delivered. Mm. Bhagavad Dharma. It is the... Uh, Amongst all, all various religious principles that are followed, this is the one uh, religious principle that glorifies the Supreme Lord. And therefore, it is, is complete. And therefore, it is Prema Dharma, or it brings love. Um, all other types of Dharma in Vedic scripture may bring auspiciousness, may bring blessings, but none of them can bring actual prem, actual love of God. That is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was giving. Vishwa Dharma, Bhagavad Dharma and Prema Dharma. Okay, we look for some, oh, I did something wrong. Uh, uh Recents, okay, I have to go to documents, documents. Then we are here, yes. Um, okay. So, uh, 
so a little bit on uh, on, on conversion self self surrender deliverance and transformation from joseph o'connell self surrender deliverance and transformation there occurs time and time again in Chaitanya Vaishnav literature the refrain that all persons, men and women, rich and pure and poor, pure and impure, Hindu and Muslim, can and should be saved through the grace of Krishna. If they will but respond, taking up chanting the holy names with trust and be lifted up by Krishna or the Vaishnav saint. Such passages disclose a basic judgment about the malleability of human character. When I speak of conversion, I'm referring to this sense of fundamental change of self-image, of reassessment of values, of redirection of personal goals, i.e. of altered value orientation. Whether a person so converting or transforming personal orientation is already normally Vaishnava or not is of little consequence. It is the fundamental change of heart that is an issue. The hagiographies of Chaitanya and the Vaishnava saints contain many episodes wherein repentant sinners submit themselves at the feet of a worthy Vaishnava. A prayer of confession of sin and appeal for rescue expresses vividly the Chaitanya Vaishnava desire for help to effect such a transformation of one's life. O oh, godly Vaishnavas, I make this confession, Nivedan. I am very low, Adama an evildoer, Durachar, into the cruel sea of transmigration, Sansara, fate, Vidi, has plunged me. Grab me by the hair and rescue, Karapara, May. Fate, Vidi, is very powerful. It pays no heed to duty, Dharma, and knowledge, Gyan, but ever binds it in the snares of action, Karma. I see no sign of rescue, Tarana. All I see is suffering, Klesha. If pain and without master, um, sorry, in pain and without master, anatta, I weep as, as lust and anger, greed and confusion, intoxication and pretense, abhiman, each pulls its own way so that my mind wanders like a blind man, not knowing the right path, supata from the wrong one, Utpata. I have not held fast to the true idea, Satmanta. My mind has sunk into falsity, Asat. I have not placed my hope at your feet, Narantandas says. I fear what I see and hear. Have mercy, Kripa, and make me your own servant, Nietzsche does. The judgment or admission that a person can be changed fundamentally amounts to an explicit affirmation by Chaitanya Vaishnavas that persons can and should break out of certain stereotypical self-images ascribed to them by their caste, sex, and occupation. It also implies that one's ethical and behavioral patterns can be changed with implications for one's social relationship. According to the traditional Brahminical views, that character is determined basically but by the quality of one's birth. The Chaitanya and Vaishnavas affirm the desirability and relative ease of basic change of character through divine mercy or grace. 
They're confident that such grades often mediated through a saintly vice. Vaishnava can neutralize accumulated karma. They thus remain on religious grounds the principle of malleability in personal identity and character and by implication in social relationships as well. It continues. Um, I like that, the idea of, of a speaking of a conversion, uh, a sense of fundamental change of self-image. I mean, before we got in touch with Lord Chaitanya's movement, um, we obviously identified ourselves as the body. And, uh, And even if we had some sense of spirituality, still we never so distinctly separated body and soul as as we do now and uh, yeah the uh, uh, so the, another aspect of self-image is determined by all the upadis uh, we find uh, not only are we identifying with the body but also with all the attributes related to the body uh, it's like my intellectual glasses, my uh, saffron chudder, and uh, and so on and so on. Uh, everything I possess, all the degrees I have, all the external attributes that somehow or other have come my way uh, are now adding to my identity. And... All that is changing. One should give up all these upadis. Uh, uh, the story of the girl with the bangles that had to break all the bangles that she was wearing, all the false bangles, until only one remained. Uh, the bangle of her pure devotional service. And that there was no other source of, of pride or anything. That is, uh, is, 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 is correct. Um, uh, what else did you have? Yeah, so a change of self-image, a reassessment of values. Um, it, it never occurred to us that uh, the goal was to be a servant. Um, the goal was to to have a good time. The goal was to enjoy. And now the goal is to be a servant, and a servant, and a servant of Krishna, a servant of the Vaishnavas, and ultimately uh, a servant of of mankind, not servant in the sense of doing everything they want, but it means to serve mankind by uh, giving them the knowledge by which they can, uh, can, re- can realize happiness, to serve all, all living beings in that regards, to somehow or other uh, become an, an ocean of mercy. So the reassessment of values is is very far-fetched. Uh, instead of uh, 
looking at our self-interest or extended. Now we are truly embracing the welfare of all. Uh, then it says redirection of personal goals. Um, yeah, obviously um, our goals were goals on the material plane. Uh, and even if they were goals on the spiritual plane, uh, it, it, in only rare cases were they connected to, uh, to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In most cases, uh, there was impersonalism. Uh, and even if directed towards the Supreme Personality of Godhead, still, we would have not understood uh, the special significance of Krishna, the, the, uh, the coward boy of Raja. Uh, so altered value orientation. So this, this kind of uh, transformation takes place when a person becomes a sadhaka. Um, then we get a, a reorientation, and we may refer to that as a, as a conversion. Then a next level is where the transformation is uh, carrying on, going beyond the external and becoming an internal transformation, a fully internal transformation of becoming a totally new person, uh, and ultimately uh, an eternal devotee of, of the Lord in our eternal spiritual identities in, in the spiritual world. Then uh, yeah, then the the uh, the point made that in most of the biographies uh, we see that uh, many episodes there where in repented sinners submit themselves at the feet of worthy Vaishnavas, a prayer of confession of sin, an appeal for rescue uh, is. It's obviously uh, also there as we are becoming uh, more conscious of, of the true goal of life. And uh, then we begin to realize how far we had strayed from the true goal of life. And we can actually, for the first time, actually see how we were uh, deeply entangled in a network of all kinds of negative activities, uh, sinful activities. And in this way, we, uh, yes, we can come to this point of, of wanting to become purified from these, this network and not being able to, how it is following us, 
how although we are trying in spiritual life to uh, rise above uh, our lower nature, that somehow or other it just ties us down. It is at this stage you know, that we uh, may submit ourselves at the feet of a worthy Vaishnava and, and beg to become freed from, uh, from this material contamination. Oh. Yeah, then One topic that comes up in uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita is uh, is astrology. Um, um, of course, there's first of all Nilambar Chakravarti, the uh, father of Sachi Devi, who is able to calculate what is going on when the child is uh, is in the womb for more than thirteen months, coming out in the fourteenth month. Obviously, it caused a lot of anxiety, and uh, and then uh, Nilambar Chakravarti Thakur astrologically was able to determine that actually the child would appear on the 14th month, uh, the time of the eclipse, and so on. So that is interesting. And uh, then we see also in the Chaitanya Charitamrita how the... Uh, the actual uh, astrological chart of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is is given. Um, we also uh, are looking at uh, at the astrologer Sarvagya, the story about uh, your father died in a foreign land and left you a great treasure, but he couldn't tell you. But if you, I'll give you directions for how to search. If you dig to the south, wasps and drones will sting you. If you dig to the west, there is a ghost that will possess you. If you dig to the north, there's a black snake that will devour you. But if you dig to the east, then you will attain success. The south, wasps and drones are referring to uh, I referring to karma kanda, worship of demigods for the sake of getting material benefits, which is so widely spread in the south. And so all these things which you are uh, striving for for your enjoyment will actually bring you suffering, and therefore they were like wasps and drones. When you dig towards the west, then the ghost of impersonalism will possess you and hound you. Whereas if you dig to the north, the black snake of mystic power will devour you. In other words, mystic power is such a thing that we become 
obsessed by that power and that because of our mystic power which is so extraordinary we forget the ultimate goal the supreme personality of godhead okay now let's open up this file and see what it says uh -huh. so this is from the art of sadhana from uh, bhakti pramod puri maharaj in 1886, Prabhupada, speaking about Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, wrote an account of the life of Prahlad in five chapters of Bengali verse. And of course, he had unequaled astrological knowledge. At one time, he published two monthly magazines on the subject matter, Brihaspati Jupiter and Jyotirvid, the astrology. He also published a number of books on astrology. When he became fully dedicated to spiritual life, Srila Prabhupada interrupted his study of this subject and put all his efforts into writing and publishing spiritual literature. <clears throat> Art of Sadhana, Bhakti Pramod Puri Maharaj. Yeah, so ultimately, uh, astrology is said, is what um, applies to whatever takes birth. And the soul never takes birth. 11 Canto of Bhagavatam. So in that way, we appreciate that astrology is not so important. Um, um, nonetheless, we see that in the culture of, uh, <coughs> the contemporary culture of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, astrology played a part. We see the uh, Nilambar Chakravarti, we see the astrologer Sarvagya, which I just explained, we also see when Sanatana Goswami was uh, trying to escape, then his servant had taken gold coins and an astrologer was also able to determine that, uh, that he was carrying these gold coins and they were planning to, to take them by force. But Sanatana Goswami understood something was happening. So he said to his servant, have you kept any valuables? The servant said, I have taken, I've kept seven coins. Then, uh, because they had come to the, to the house of an innkeeper and this innkeeper was treating them so nicely. And Sanatana Goswami had no wealth, he had nothing. He said, why is this man treating me so nicely when I'm not having anything suspicious? So he smelled something. Then he approached his servant, and the servant said he had seven coins. So Sanatana Goswami took them and presented them to the innkeeper. Then the innkeeper, who felt so indebted, he said, actually, you know, my astrologer told me that you had eight, eight gold coins, and I was going to, tonight when I'm supposed to take you over the hills, I was going to, to kill you and take them from you. But now you've saved me this sinful activity, sir. I'm indebted to you. So in this way, Sanatana Goswami was saved. Then he went back to, his, to Ishan, his servant, and said, Ishan, are you still having one more coin? So he, he admitted it. Then Lord Chaitanya, then Sanatana Goswami said, take that coin and go home. So we see these examples. Of, of how astrology was very much part 
of, of the culture at the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, we also see a reference of an astrologer who was asked by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to calculate who he was in his previous life. The astrologer did calculations, was amazed because he found that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was none other than Lord Vishnu. So he was shocked and Lord Chaitanya said, so? So what have you found? So finally when he mentioned something, then Lord Chaitanya said, no, that's all wrong because I happen to know that in my last life I was a cowherd boy and because of these pious activities in this life I became a Brahmana. Mm. So, uh, so astrology may have a place in the uh, in the culture that surrounds Krishna consciousness. Uh, um, when we are looking at Lord Chaitanya's movement, we're not only looking at the uh, the philosophy, but we're also looking at a culture and eventually more and more of that culture will also become our culture. Um, so in this way we are uh, uh, appreciating that uh, yeah that culture. Okay. Um, Let's see, let's see, let's see. Hi, Krishna, hi, Krishna. Oh. Yeah, there's so many different topics. And of course, I cannot... Uh, Well, there's a historical development of the Rasa theology. Um, uh, when we are looking in the Vedic literature, then we find that Rasa is expressed in drama. Um, Bharata Muni, he is describing the Natyashastra and a book of 6,000 slokas, which has, which identifies that there are eight rasas. It is stated that the book of Bharata Muni, the Natyashastra, is based on the Gandharva Veda of 36,000 verses, which is part of the Salma Veda. Uh, so this is all, and that basically Bharata Muni uh, based his Natyashastra on on this Gandharva Veda. The uh, some confidential Upanishads, Agamas and Srimad Bhagavatam would also describe things about these hidden truths. Um, in the ninth century, Abhinabharati 
commentary by Abhinav Gupta. Uh, uh, it there he identified nine rasas by adding Shantaras. If we look further, then from the sixth to the ninth century, uh, in and in the eleventh century, uh, we get Ramanuja Acharya, and uh, and and the Alwar. We get the Alwars and Ramanuja Acharya, and we see some displays of of rasa there. Uh, Nimbarka Acharya brings up Swakya Ras, Jayadev Goswami, in the twelfth century. Um, in his Gita Govinda, is is writing about Ras, Chandidas in the 14th century, um, the Sahitya Darpan by Vishwanath Kaviraj in the 14th century, is um, is a book which is widely uh, widely referred to when it comes to Sanskrit drama. And there is a uh, elaborate description of rasa, uh, particularly Swakya. Then Vijapati in the 15th century. Uh, and finally, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Rupa Goswami in the 15th, 16th century, five plus seven rasas and parakya. So like this, we get a historical uh, development of rasa. Let me just quickly see if I can put this in full screen. Where's the full screen? Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I can show this uh, like this. So, no, it may not be very clear. Huh? Can you see this? Maybe not, huh? Anyway, it shows a chart of what I just explained. How? So the point. The point that uh, that I'm making is this: uh, the uh, the point that I'm making is this. It starts like from the Vedic times with Bharata Muni, and we find first reference of Rasa. Then it works all the way up through ninth century. Then Alvars, Ramanuja, and finally we come to. Uh, the Sahitya Dharpan, which is a book widely quoted about, about drama and rasa. And uh, Jiva Goswami, uh, Rupa Goswami also refers to it. So then uh, Rupa Goswami himself also writes a book on, on uh, Sanskrit drama, drama known as uh, Natak Chandrika. Uh, 
And this Natak Chandrika is a book that is uh, describing uh, anything about, so many things about ra, uh, drama and Ras and so on. So Rupa Goswami was very conversant with the with the arts of, of playwriting and as such with all the Sanskrit literatures about how to describe Ras. Yes, and that's what we also find from the uh, from the uh, Vidakta Madhava description in Antilila chapter 1. So, here we see that some will say, yes, Rupa Goswami, his Rasa theology is, is developing. It is like an evolution based from the works of Bharata Muni and then coming up uh, via Sahitya Darpan to the present to his particular uh, works such as Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Whereas we see it that this is, is not just the case. What we see is that Rupa Goswami received the Rasa theology of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, and then uh, came with the with the crown of understanding on Rasa. He certainly used many of the same terms which are found also in the in the earlier works. Uh, the term Vyabhicharibhav is a term that is also found in earlier works of Sahitya Dharpa. It's not that that comes up for the first time in Rupa Goswami's, Rupa Goswami's writings. But we see how the ascending process joins with the descending process and in Rupa Goswami. The eternal ras of the spiritual world, of the pastimes between Radha and Krishna and, and associates, uh, and, and, that, and the reflection of that ras re, uh, expressed in the, in the Nata Shastra and in the later works, of, of others is simply uh, the reflection of that original Ras. And these two come together in the works of Rupa Goswami, the, the Ras Acharya. So that is a very uh, interesting uh, point. And, uh, because mundane scholars will we'll miss that descending element. Uh, but that simply, uh, the art is a reflection, an expression of the original relationships and exchanges that exist in the spiritual world. And that Rupa Goswami establishes, although he uses also the terminology and, and, and knowledge of uh, of, of previous revelations. Okay, I'm, uh, I spend an hour now. So, I'll leave it at this for today. Um, I'll continue again. Um, tomorrow, I'll speak at uh, one o'clock.
Durban time. Uh, we are one hour ahead of of Europe, and uh, yeah, the uh, um, I think Australia is nine hours ahead of me, and uh, America is six hours behind. So in this way, uh, we are uh, all over the planet. And uh, I've chosen to speak on Chaitanya Charitamrita because of two reasons. The first reason is that um, um, I didn't want to give a social commentary about the current world situation. I rather wanted to focus on the uh, spiritual pastimes of the Lord and to be absorbed in that. And, uh, and the second reason is, um, for long I've been wanting to write a book on the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and uh, because it will, uh, it takes a lot of time, I thought, let me begin with giving lectures on it, and then these lectures can be transcribed, and then the transcripts can be used as a foundation for the book. Uh, then we'll edit it and build it up until it is a uh, yeah until it is is uh, strong and uh, anyway rich enriched with quotes and enriched with uh, with verses and like that. Uh, Anyway, see you again tomorrow at one o'clock Durban time. Hare Krishna. Thank you so much. Uh, India, three and a half hours. And Mauritius, two hours. Okay, thank you very much. Nice to see you all out there.